Welcome to Smegheads, the Red Dwarf podcast. My name's Jeff Shepherd, And I'm Daniela Phillips. <laughs> <laughs> um, the reason why we did that was because we're doing body, body swap today, yes. Um, so Daniela is um, in my body and I'm in her body. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have a shower. <laughs> should, we, should we delete that? I don't know. Um, but yeah, so thanks very much for tuning in once again to Smegheads, the Red Dwarf podcast. It feels like ages for us. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, we, we, what have you been up to in the last I've uh, week? I've been in Rome, hanging out with the Pope. Yeah. How was he? Uh, he looked good. Papa Francesco. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I've seen the Pope like in, in Rome and stuff yeah, at the Vatican. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, did you do anything exciting in Rome? Lots, I, lots of stuff to do there. I ate lots of pasta. Right. Uh, was you a right tourist? Not too bad. I mean, I spoke. Italian, so that's I not keep too touristy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all you need is gelato, gelato. <laughs> well, I do. Yeah, there was a lot of gelato, um, <laughs> but there was also a lot of pasta and pizza. And yeah, nice. yeah, it's good. Lots of walking around. Take yeah. it's quite warm over there. It's twenty three degrees. So it's pretty good. And you went yeah. with um, uh, the ex Smegheads guest uh, Nick. Yeah, I thought we say ex boyfriend. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> you know, something I don't. <laughs> He's always trying to get me to slip it into the conversation. So yeah, uh, break it to me gently. Exactly. So did, <laughs> did Nick enjoy it too? I think so. Yeah, it was first time in Italy, so yeah, he, he enjoyed. Definitely enjoyed the pasta. Yeah, that's good. And also, I saw on Twitter that you um, had uh, some kind of tr- uh, train engineers dinner last night, and uh, I did. <laughs> yeah, I was telling everyone about the podcast. Yeah. So <laughs> what did they? How did how did that come up in the conversation? Uh, well, my 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 boss Simon is is a regular listener. He's a subscriber of. Of the podcast, good, yeah. Um, and he, yeah, so he was telling everyone around the table, "Did you know that Daniela has a podcast?" <laughs> and, and they were, they were all ears. <laughs> Are they all subscribers now? Uh, yes, of course. So, is that why you wanted to do like a a, an en- a train engineer section towards the end of the show? Or? Yeah, well, I feel like I'm going to do do the circuits <laughs> now of all the uh, the railway engineering conferences. <laughs> I think we should have a, a standing item on every conference agenda. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. Um, what have you been up to, Jed? I'm, I'm glad you've asked that, <laughs> um, Well, in the last week, I went to my friend's um, comic book uh, opening. Oh, um, that's pretty cool. Because, um, yeah, at Gosh Comics, um, he, uh, Steve Horry drew it. He was also in Menswear, who I released a, uh, their comeback single for. I and saw it was that. Yeah, and the comic was uh, written by Eddie Argos from Art Brew. It was really cool. Argos as in the Argos family name or uh I don't know what that means. Like his surname's Ar- Eddie Argos he's is in the band called Art Brute and they had that song uh, Formed a Band. Yeah. We formed a band. Do you no, know Art Brute? No, I don't, but I know Argos the the store that sells household appliances. Well, well that, that's how you, you had to buy the comic. You had to uh write on a slip of paper and then take oh, it up to the okay, desk and uh, yeah. <laughs> makes sense. Yeah, that's cool. And I went with um Jess from Treasure Treasure Season. So it was a very post pop event. Oh, I'm doing the soundtrack to the comic, okay. um which is Something unusual ah, for a comic. Yeah, it's a really good idea, though. Yeah, I think so. Um, and also, uh, Frank Black from the Pixies w- was there, which was. You're saying names and bands. It's one, one of my like, favourite yep, bands. Yep, so no, <laughs> no idea. Really cool. No idea. And also, another person who was at that launch. It seemed like everyone was at that comic launch besides you, Daniela. Yeah, well. Um, but um, Seb Patrick, who is the guy that runs the Red Dwarf website, oh. um, he was also there and he was comparing the QA. Awesome. So it was a very weirdly. It's like the Truman Show where like everything is based off like stuff of your happens. life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's very strange. I did that. 
what else did I do? Um, uh, I hung out with uh, Get Cape Where Cape Fly um, on Monday. Uh, Sam Duckworth, a uh, really cool band, uh, who's had some really cool albums out. You know, uh, <laughs> Sam Duckworth, Get Cape Where Cape <laughs> no, Fly. Sorry. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. I know brilliant nothing bands. about music. I'm <laughs> <terrible>. <laughs> yeah, we're recording this at my record label, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> surrounded by music. I, I, I know the subways. <laughs> yeah, you know the subways. <laughs> Um, yeah, so that was really cool. We just hung out and we spoke about future projects, which should be exciting. Can't say too much about that. Um, yeah, so that, that's what we've been up to. Um, but that's the admin out of the way. Back onto the, onto the real stuff. So the episode we're talking about right now is Body Swap, as you would have known from our exciting introduction. <laughs> and uh, yeah, um, straight away, um, this isn't one of my favourite episodes of all time, uh, this is probably my least favourite in Series oh 3. Really? Yeah, even though I know we've got one more episode to come in, or two more episodes to come in Series 3, um, and one of them's considered probably the worst one out of the first five series, I'd probably say. But I, I, I'm not big, the biggest fan of Body Swap. Oh, I really enjoyed it. Um, I, I thought I, it was I, a lot of fun. Yeah, I, g- I guess there's some some moments in it that are fun. But <laughs> I thought Rimmer just went full on mental. Yeah, this he episode did. I liked it. Actually, yeah, no, it's, it's a good Rimmer episode, and, b- and because you're Team Rimmer. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> um, so let's get on to what happens during the episode. So, mm. uh, yeah, so it basically starts with uh, Scutter in the throes of being a a bit of a nutcase for a Scutter, and like you know, as 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 well as me, the Scutters are the best thing about Red Dwarf. Yeah, they are brilliant and. The sooner that someone comes up with a spin-off series, even even an animated one, a bit like Star Wars and the Ewoks, um, that would be great. I don't mind if I have to write it myself. Um, Grant Naylor Productions, get on this. Scutters, the TV <laughs> show. Um, yeah, so the Scutters there, and uh, you just see him pop up into frame with wires hanging out of his claw-stroke mouth, um, and you don't know what's going on. You know it looks like he's messing stuff up. Um, and... Uh, then we go to the next scene, which kind of explains what the Scutter's been doing. Because uh, Rimmer's there with Crichton, and uh, it's explained that they're basically trying to rewire everything because one of the Scutter's has gone mental. I was quite surprised by Rimmer in this scene, actually. He seemed pretty clued up. For somebody that kept failing his, <laughs> <You're right. laughs> his exams, he seemed pretty knowledgeable and well, took command of the situation. Well, he's, he's generally switched on, and but I think a lot of the times he, he's blagging it. So I think even in, in this circumstance, he's really blagging, really blagging it. And also, don't forget, he's got the help of Crichton, who mm. is a very intelligent person, and he's got Holly helping him. So he can just say, fix that, and then they can do the rest of the work. So I don't think it's all coming from his his brain. Um, but yeah, so um, we, we find out that one of the scutters has gone mental. And what they're trying to do is they're trying to reconnect things. So uh, when you touch one button, it actually corresponds with the correct action, um, which is a nice lead up uh, to uh, the fact that we find out that the ship's self-destruct uh, mechanism um has been hooked up to something and and they don't know what it is <laughs> um <laughs> but of course you know this is like the, the the loaded gun the chekhov's gun um and you know this will come back at a later scene it isn't too long before that does come up but just just before in that particular scene the screen that they're looking at uh, when they're looking at all the wires being uh, connected and stuff looks really because this, this was like 89 it looks quite futuristic for 89 yeah. it's like tron even though Tron was like 84, 85 or something, it was, I was pretty impressed with just with the visuals on the screen. Yeah. 
Um, and yeah, so then we see Lister um, appears, and um, although uh, Rimmer told them not to touch anything, and they said, yeah, we won't touch anything, uh, Lister and the cat are walking down uh, one of the corridors, and they get to a vending machine, and in the, in the throes of having a, a deep conversation, but again, in this episode, we'll... we'll, we'll We'll discuss whether Cat speaks to Crichton in this whole episode <laughs> because of uh, my my theory. That's one hundred percent right. How are you? How are you finding my theory so far, Daniel? Are uh, you I think it's rubbish. <laughs> and when you're watching <laughs> these episodes, are you looking out for that? Yeah, and I actually made a note that right near the end of the episode, Cat and Crichton turn around and laugh at each other. Well, we'll come to oh, that. We'll come okay, to that. Okay. Okay. We'll come to that, um, and you'll be surprised. <laughs> 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 Everyone will be surprised besides uh. me. Um, no one believes me about this theory that Cat and Crichton are the same it's character. It's ridiculous. It is ridiculous, and, <laughs> and I, I barely <laughs> believe no it myself. It. But there must be a reason why they don't speak to each other. No, I think it's just in a coincidence. Yeah, I think that they probably maybe do later on, or but it's just well, that they don't people have, have been telling me in their in their droves that they do later on, yeah. but we haven't got to those episodes yet. So at the moment, in this <laughs> this particular juncture in time, I'm hundred percent right. So even on like Reddit and on Twitter and people emailing me saying Jed, you're wrong. Um. So uh, yeah. So <laughs> about this or just life just in, in general? Just in general. <laughs> so yeah. it's not nothing to do with uh, hashtags makeheads. Um. <laughs> so yeah. So uh, Lister's talking to Cat in the corridor, and he asked the vending machine, the voice-activated vending machine, for a crispy bar and a milkshake. Um, and obviously that activates the self-destruct mechanism. And every everything that Lister tries to do to stop it makes the, the counter go down faster, and it, it cuts from, like, 20 minutes to 15 minutes to 10 minutes. Um, and it's uh, pretty scary. And, yes. Uh, and Kat said, that's a very dumb thing you've just done there. Um, because I'm guessing they haven't really thought of anything interesting for Kat to say, so he's just saying the obvious. Mm. Um, yeah, so he. Have you ever done anything um, by accident that led to s- dire consequences? <laughs> Not that springs to mind. I think I'd remember if if I had. Yeah. But so you've uh, never been the cause of an accident, or no, <laughs> no. Well, it doesn't have to be like a car crash or anything, or <laughs> no, I don't don't think so. I don't think I have either. Maybe I have. I'll, I'll think about it. I'm sure I have. There must be something that I've done that's led to someone hurting themselves or something. It's usually just me hurting myself when I get things wrong. Are you sure if you have, you want to admit it on this podcast? Because I think I've admitted quite a lot of stuff. Potentially could be sued. Yeah, your ex-girlfriend. My <laughs> goodness. I'm glad I'm not there. <laughs> well, they're all accidents. Um, <laughs> oh. Right. So we get to see um, the um, Holly. Um, and Holly tells them... But basically, the only way to stop this uh, self-destruction of Red Dwarf and the, and the counter from reaching zero is if they uh, have a captain or a senior officer aboard. Um, so that Because they're trying their best to figure out ways to to stop this countdown. Otherwise, this is Red Dwarf. Um, there's, there's a few episodes to go. You can't stop the show now. They can't blow up now. Um, so they say, Holly, well, you've got an IQ of 6,000. Think of something. And and because Holly is relatively stupid and space senile, um, she can't. She stroke he can't think of anything. So um, I think it's Crichton that um, has the idea that what they can do is get the consciousness off um, from a, a dead officer and put it into one of the surviving crew, aka Lister, in order to use that officer's consciousness to deactivate the 
self-destruct system. Now, I'm not sure how doing that would change somebody's voice. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make any sense. No. But if you also, if you think about it, these are like hologram discs. These are basically just like DVDs. Um, what I don't understand. Yeah, how would it change their voice? And and also, it cha- not only changes their voice, it changes their voice so that it sounds like their voice is coming from like a, a sound booth in a studio <laughs> <laughs> rather than like their life. Yeah, the lip syncing's not great. Oh man, this, <laughs> this episode is like an advert for bad lip syncing. <laughs> it is unbelievable. Unbelievably bad, yeah. um, and I've just, I have to—I don't like it when. Was well, spoilers later on? I don't like it when Rimmer is trying to act like Craig Charles because he can't do it. Chris Barry—he can't do the accent. He can't do the mannerisms properly. Oh, um, see, no, I didn't think that was so bad. I thought it was funny. I think Lister doing Rimmer was more successful. Yeah, yeah. In in, in my mind, besides, yeah, the lip syncing was out of this world, <laughs> crazy. Um, yeah, so um, Crichton, apparently he used this technique um, on the Nova 5 and it never really worked on the Nova 5. I think, it, did he say he killed one of the crew or something? I don't remember. Well, Crichton was probably the, co- where well, he was the cause of the death of yes, all of the crew anyway. yeah. But yeah, so they uh, get the hologram discs um, and they uh, try and do a mind swap and they have to really, uh, what's the word, force Lister to do it because they say that either you do it um and it's a success or you don't do it and then you're a vegetable but then you you only live for like another minute anyway so yeah you think you'd be dying to to do it yeah if there's the um the chance that you might become uh, brain damaged then i don't know if i would but you would die, but as you say but they would you would die anyway so well, okay you if you were on red dwarf and the options were you could either s- try this technique uh, and save the crew but you might get brain damage or get brain damage. No. What are the chances? Oh. What are the options? So the options <laughs> are do nothing and die or risk brain damage, but yeah. s- but save the cr- save the crew. I'd like to or think I'd be heroic enough. But so Or r- get brain damaged, but because it hadn't been successful, y- you would die anyway. You'd die, yeah. So the chances of brain damage are, s- are still quite high. I don't know if I... Do you know what? I, I'd like to think in those situations I'd, I'd be the heroic one. I think I definitely would. You would do yeah, it? Yeah, I would. You'd start, you're saying that now because you're, you're on Earth and... <laughs> no, I think I think I would, yeah. Okay, so let's put it into an earthly perspective. Okay. Right, so there is a terrorist. Um, it's a bit close to home. bit close to home, okay. I don't, I don't know. I think you, don't, you should say that, Jed. <laughs> okay. So, okay, I'm not going to say terrorist. So a murderer walks into Postbot right now through the door. Yeah. And he has a gun to my head and and he says to you Wow, he's a fast mover. <laughs> yeah. And like he's, you don't know who he is, he's all dressed in yeah. black, he has covered it's completely covered. And he says to you, Daniela, either you either you get shot or Joe gets shot. But that's a different situation. Why is that a different situation? Because there are there's not a choice um, that Lister is facing to either cause himself injury or someone else injury. He's risking injury, yeah. but n- it's not guaranteed. Okay, yeah, I see what you mean. So basically, you'd be a hero. You take yeah, the heroic option. Totally. See, I would like to say that I would, and in most cases I would, but. I've got a real fear of like 
being brain damaged but still being conscious I think most people oh yeah i guess so thing. but like yeah i don't know yeah it's all that when you hear stories about pe- people being locked into their bodies mm. um, but they can see oh out. is that that when i i'm more terrified by the fact that if you have a medical procedure or operation and they think that you're you've gone under but you're actually awake but you can't move to tell them and you oh, can feel man. everything yeah and there's lots of cases like that yeah as well. i can't i couldn't believe how many cases a year there yeah. actually something like ten thousand a year and it's shocking and when it's like a like on your brain or on your heart or something oh, that, as long as you can't me. see it I, th- I think if they put something over your eyes then see i i wear contact it. lenses and i'd love to get my eyes lasered but I've that's, told you that's the one thing you can't close your eyes to do so that's true <laughs> Can you be knocked out when you, when they do it? No, oh no. no. Yeah, um, like I, like I think I said we said in the website, my, a friend of mine did it and it went really bad. Mm. They had to do it multiple times because it was just it was horrible. Oh, yeah. Um, so. But yeah. Ah, but yeah. So anyway, <laughs> back to Red Wolf. <laughs> so Lister um, does the heroic thing, does the Daniela thing, which will be yeah. <laughs> known from now on, and he ex- he accepts the the mind swap and straight away. Um, the mind of the only well, the only hologram disc they can find because for some reason they can't find Captain Hollister's d- a hologram disc. They find uh, a woman called Carol. What's her name? Carol Brown. That's right. Um, and uh, Carol Brown suddenly appears and she says, uh, right, "And they drop Lister's m- mind in a cup of tea." Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Because they have to. I t- like that yeah. bit. They like have to take out Lister's mind first. Cat drops it in the tea on a little data cassette tape. Yeah. That's really cool. Um, <laughs> in but it, I did it wonder works. why Cat was having a cup of tea really close to Lister's <laughs> face <laughs> as well. Having a, having a cuppa, you know, ne- nearly the end of the world, because <laughs> you know it. Having a cup of tea you know. three centimeters away from Lister's <laughs> face while he's going through a medical procedure, um, and they, uh, yeah, they drop Lister's. Uh, uh, mind into the cup of tea but then he shakes it off so i'm sure it's fine cassette tapes are very sturdy don't are they okay yeah very 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 sturdy you can you can run over them in a truck and it'll be fine um but put them into a walkman with with batteries half fading and they'll probably like spool out into into the world um yeah so uh, carol brown um appears and with carol brown's voice a quite nice lady's voice um and uh she say What's going on? Why have I got male sexual organs? I never used to be a man. Um, yeah, which is which is kind of cool. What would you do if you just woke up one day and you were a man? I'd ask questions. What, what would be the, f- the first thing you'd do if you woke up one day and you were a man, Daniela? Mm, I don't know. I would you would keep doing what you were doing now and just think, oh yeah, it makes no difference the, um, what gender No, I I'd probably go to see some sort of doctor and find out why this has happened. No, but besides that, like, say you've come to accept the fact that you are now a woman's brain in a man, man's body. Mm. What would be the first thing you do to try out your new body? Like, is there something that you've always wanted to do but you can't do because you're a woman? No. That's the correct answer. Yeah. That's exactly what exactly. I say. I would just get on with my, my, my normal day. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I don't feel like I can't do anything because I'm a woman. Yeah. I probably would post more um, Instagram photos, though. I'd get more likes and stuff. Do you think? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just wondering what sort of photos you'd be posting. Well, you know, they're like tasteful ones. I'd be like, oh, I'd, I'd do ones that say, oh, I'm so fat in my bikini and things like that. 
I think you follow <laughs> the wrong people on Instagram, Jess. Um, okay, so back the, so yeah, so uh, Carol Brown, the uh, senior officer, um, is in there, but something isn't quite right, and uh, she can't, and she tries to use her access code to c- uh, turn off the auto destruct sequence, um, but something's not working. The I don't know if it's a procedure procedure that isn't working, or the or the self destruct system is too. Um, what's the word powerful um and can read through this this trickery um but yeah we see uh them panicking and they kind of realize that all hope is lost um but basically they realize that um <laughs> holly had uh, thrown away the bomb in the first place in into deep space and even though the um self-destruct system was linked up to the um uh, machine vendor machine it wasn't linked up to the bomb no, it, it it gives them a milkshake and a chocolate bar. That pops out, and that's yeah. qu- that's quite a funny joke. So yeah, I like that. I didn't see that coming, to be honest. Yeah, I, I was like, how are they going to get out time. this? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's, 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 it's quite w- it's well written. But I just find this entire episode a lack, just what makes Red Dwarf Red Dwarf, I, f- I find. Really? Because I thought it was classic. Because, again, you've got the one upmanship of Lister and Rimmar. Yeah, and they're their little sort of japes that they have. Yeah, well, I think like from season three, you've got a lot of characters floating around. You've got Cat and and Crichton, and up to now, they haven't really really been able to properly integrate them into into the story. Like I said, they Cat and Crichton haven't spoken as of yet in this whole season three. And now, and you've also got Holly appearing, who's basically doing the exact same job as Crichton, the the person that has all the information, who's the the brainiest out of a whole bunch. You've got you've got two of them. You've got you've got Crichton and Holly. Um, Holly's a bit more comic relief, I guess, but they're essentially playing the same part. Um, so I just think it's too much, too many people, too many could spoil the broth, especially in this scene. There's too many people doing See, stuff. I disagree. <laughs> there's, I mean, there's, there's, there's what is there? There's five five people. I wouldn't yeah. say that's too many. I think that's lots. I think they each bring something. I don't like friends. Something. There's too many people in there. Oh, it should that's be called ridiculous. F- it should be called friend. It should be about <laughs> Russell. I think they each bring something. They each have their character and personality, and I and I think I think it's a good mix. I I think at this moment, just because Crichton's relatively new, they haven't quite figured out what he's going to do. So I think he is replicating something that Holly would be able to do, no problem. Everything that Crichton's done up until now, besides on the f- in backwards, where obviously there, he was on a, a pl- um, went to the backwards world, Holly could just do just as easily. He, he doesn't really add anything just yet. I I think um, I don't know, but um, yeah. So they are safe and uh, they are yeah. They can they live another day essentially. But then that also that gives Rimmer an idea. And it's one of the ideas that you could kind of see coming. As soon as you knew that you could put a hologram's mind into a human's body, it telegraphed what was going to happen. Did you f- did you kind of suss what was going to happen? No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but you knew the episode was called Body Swap, so you kind of knew something was going to happen. I knew that uh, there was somebody was going to swap bodies, but I didn't guess it was going to be Rimmer. I thought that did they were going to put somebody else's chip into Lister, which they did at the beginning. Chip. Sorry, the brains, you know, the chip thing. What, what, the, the, what, the um, cassette, whatever. Cassette, yeah, 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 yeah. What is it? Yeah, a chip Someone cassette. Else, yeah. yeah. 
So I thought they were going to put somebody which else Which they did, Carol Brown. Yeah, Carol which, Brown. which happened straight away. Oh, so you thought that was the body swap, yes, draw a line under it. exactly. Onto some next adventure. Well, I didn't, I didn't, no, this, this is my thought at the beginning of the episode. So after that happened, I was like, oh, okay, what's going to happen now? Yeah, and and this is what happens next. So uh, Rimmer is um, lining in bed and they're having a, the, the this is the good stuff from Rindorf, but it's like, listen, Rimmer lying in their bunks, just chatting to each other, a bit like the TV show Porridge, um, which I think this is very, very similar to. I think I mentioned it before, mm. um, especially the first two scenes. Um, and uh, Rimmer's lying there and he basically offers this uh, a proposal. He proposes that they uh, body swap for two weeks and how he persuades him to do that is he kind of berates Lister and he uses classic reverse technology r- reverse psychology techniques saying oh you put on a bit of weight Lister and uh, uh I mean he he, t- he talks about the metabolism slowing down when you get older yeah. and I was like yep yep he's noted he's noted I'm, 24, I'm 25 I'm and then there. the body slows down yeah <laughs> <laughs> I was like I would swap with him in a heartbeat he worked on me well like to be honest like he, he's calling Lister a big big fat slob i mean he is a slob he's not Mm. that hundred percent out of shape no and i mean especially he is he was like like craig charles was like 24 25 when he when he was doing what surprised me was that this was coming off the back of him eating a kipper vindaloo which i think is pretty healthy actually fish yeah Yeah, good for your brain and vindaloo is not creamy curry it's a spicy curry i was thinking that's actually pretty healthy and and there probably is kipper vindaloo as well or like a yeah that sounds good. <laughs> well, I don't know if it sounds good, but it doesn't sound that unhealthy we to me. Have kip of vindaloo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, too spicy for me. <laughs> um, yeah, so he basically says he pitches this uh, to Lister that he swaps, <laughs> he puts they swap bodies, um, and Rimmer will look after um, Lister's body. He will because he says you don't s- you don't sweat sweat you sweat Madras sauce. Mm. Um, Some sort of boot camp, really. Yeah, he'll put yeah he'll put him through a boot shape. camp. He will uh, change his change up his diet, making mm. him eat healthy things. Yeah. And like as far as as far as you know, because you've you've only really known Rimmer as a hologram, and um, and he does exercise and stuff. So you, so you kind of okay, maybe it will be all right. See, I think he is being genuine at this point in time. I think he, he actually yeah. has his best interest in heart at heart, and he wants to do that. And I think yeah. what goes wrong is just the the feelings and emotions yeah. well, that we'll come gets. up to yeah. what go, go, goes wrong but yeah I, I, I completely agree with you that he he does mean what he says he he he, he another it's another um another example of him trying to help out i mean yeah. he has his own selfish reasons because he wants to be alive again but he um yeah he's helping out lister and that's uh, definitely part of it and to be honest again if i if i was um lister I would, I would kind of think, look, you know, I get to be human all the time. He hasn't been human for so long. Why yeah. don't I just give him two weeks? Yeah, and it's not too much out of this time. Exactly, and and the, the thing this episode didn't explore, um, which maybe we should say at the end, but is the fact, wow, Lister can become a hologram. We we didn't didn't explore the whole thing about Lister now being able to do anything without being hurt he can fly through walls he can go out into deep space with no oxygen you can have fun you can have so much fun yeah. being a hologram you can do whatever holograms do you can 
Um, you can disappear from one place in the ship and just teleport to another he area. He can of the lie ship. around and yeah. not do anything. He can get Holly to make him change clothes so when he clothes he wants. You can have a, a hologrammatic guitar or hologrammatic band to back yeah. him up. Oh, the options are endless. But exactly. They didn't explore it in this episode, so there's another reason why this isn't isn't so good. Definitely oh, joking. No. <laughs> I'm clutching her straws there. Um, so yeah, so um, but yeah, so Lister finally agrees. He kind of, he kind of thinks, yeah, okay, like women's got my best interest at heart um uh, so yeah so uh, they go through the procedure and uh, we see them appear and uh, and basically Crichton uh, does it for them and uh, we see the first sign of the lip syncing not not being so great we, <laughs> we <laughs> it really does sound like um it wasn't recorded live and it was recorded six months down the line in in, in a studio in Shepherd's Bush somewhere um not so good, guys. Not so good. But I guess they didn't think thirty years later that someone, two guys, will be talking about it on a podcast. <laughs> so I didn't think they thought about it too hard. Um, so yeah. So um, the first thing that uh, Rimmer does, but but what, like you said, the first thing that you would do is shower. Shower. Yeah. Yeah. So well, well he, yeah, he does that, but he also goes to the toilet, and to do that, he wants to keep keep Lister. He wants. He still ha- he wants to keep uh, kind of distance from Lister's kind of genital area because he doesn't know what's down there. Because <laughs> yeah. Lister's a bit of a slob, so he blindfolds himself and he uses tongs and and like some <laughs> hazardous gloves. <laughs> and uh, but then we see him look down and and he's and he's shocked and he's the surprised. Horror. Yeah. At that point, what did you think he, he saw? Because j- <laughs> like, just imagine, like you're you can you're a young person, you're watching this for the first time in, in 1989. And someone's gone to the toilet and they look down and they look up at the camera and they have a really shocked face. What did you what do you think? <laughs> what did you think was there? I think they saw something green. No, but you don't know that yet. <laughs> you if, when I first watched this, I was like, is something wrong with his penis? Did did you not think that? No, I thought it's something oh it's something's green, something yeah, but unclean. You only, fi- <laughs> you only find out that like he urinates is green later on. Yeah, but the, I I thought that his penis was green. Oh, you thought his penis was yeah. green? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's what I mean. It was green. It was yeah, yeah. You know, it oh, was messed up yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I either thought yeah, I thought it was really messed up, like just like a like the bottom of the bin or something, or it was something's wrong with the proportion. Either it was yeah, that's what I thought. Either it was like too small or too big, or but you wouldn't be shocked at that, would you? I get, it depends on how out of proportion. It's not it something is. you think about, is it? <laughs> right. If, if I went to if I went to another guy's body yes. and I looked down and the thing was there was like six foot long, I'd be like, "Wow, what's going on there?" I'd be I'd be pretty shocked. <laughs> or there was something else going down there that like you never let on to, like it was diseased or something. I don't know. <laughs> but um, that, yeah, because it cuts there. You don't. I was like, "What is going on down there?" So yeah, so that's one of the great mysteries that gets solved a bit later on. Um, in a throwaway comment as well. Um, so yeah, he does that. And uh, one of the other first thing that Rimmer does is cuts off Lister's dreads. He um, and that's that what was a good move. Good move. Well, 
I mean, it takes a lot to um, look after dreads on but it's, it's, You don't wash dreadlocks, do you? Do you put like honey on them or something? No, or talcum. Or something? Is it, I don't know, talcum powder. We're, we're just going through all the, all the rooms of, of, how, of how like Rastafarians t- take care I, of them. I don't know, but I know like dry, dry shampoo, like if you don't have any, you use talcum powder because it takes the moisture right? away, all the grease. Oh. Um, so I think it's something like that. But okay. yeah, you don't wash dreadlocks. So yeah. I'm guessing that Rimmer in his, let's get Lister clean and healthy for right cutting this off. Oh, so you still think at this point he's still trying to help Lister? Yeah, yeah. I guess it could hold like bacteria and stuff. So, um, so yeah, cuts off and with tidy him up a bit as well. Smarten him up, yeah. yeah. So he cuts off his hair with a it looks like a carving knife, um, an electric carving knife, and uh, but like he knows in two weeks' time he's going to have to deal with with uh, the the wrath of of, of Lister. So he's uh, taking his life into his hands there. Um, and yeah, he also asks Holly to do something about um, his clothes. So he changes his clothes uh, to his kind of, kind of uh, his green uniform. Uniform that's, mm. yeah, it's a little bit like, uh, what's the word? Smarter. It's smarter and it's like hologrammy and sci fi and it's very like Thunderbirds. Um, military. Um, and yeah, it's obviously it makes women look really unusual. Um, Lister look really unusual, like mm. really unnerving. But then uh, obviously uh, Lister does the same thing inside Rimmer's body, and he uh, gets rid of this suit and he gets a leather jacket back on, and uh, he's wearing his hat, and he's uh, yeah, it's, it just looks really weird. But I guess it's quite funny as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, but again, it's just like the vo- the voices just really distract me from from what's going on. It really <laughs> takes me outside of this episode. I can't I can't get into this episode because I'm so pulled out of it just by the audio. Oh no! I mean, the first time it happened, I was like, "Wow, that's out of sync." But then I just sort of went along with it and enjoyed the ride. Oh, I can't. No, I've seen it so many times, and uh, yeah, it's one of the, one of those things. But um, I was watching it on on Netflix, and I know on Netflix they've changed a few things. I thought have they. Yeah, I thought there were certain parts that I remember to be worse than they were. So I don't know if if, if uh, Netflix have changed it. So some of the bits sound more in sync than I remember, or maybe I'm just um, making that up. Um, yeah. So uh, what we see now is uh, Rimmer not exactly treating Lister's body with the respects that he said he would. So uh, we see him having his first uh, feast because obviously you've been dead a long time. You want to just try some food. Just just before you get into all the exercise stuff, you want to try out some food, some food that you've missed. So he gets Cryon to, to, to make him a feast and before him on the, mm. all the things that he's missed since he's been dead. Like chicken and stuff. And, and he goes face down into the mashed potato. Face down. <laughs> did you understand? I didn't understand why he did that. He had a big, big, massive bowl of mashed potatoes. I know. So much carbs. I know you love carbs. I do. I love my carbs. <laughs> but I'm not a massive fan of mashed potato. And it's probably my least favourite way of having potato. We should do a potato podcast. Because uh, mashed potatoes can be good if, when you're making it, you season it right. And... and I don't mind it if it's got cheese, like cheesy mash. Oh, lovely. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, I don't lovely. mind cheesy mash. And you have to like, yeah, salt and pepper and put some butter in Do it. Do you put right? nutmeg in? No. Is that oh, what you... Oh, okay. I, I don't really use nutmeg for anything. Oh. Do you, what do you use nutmeg for? For mashed potato. For real? Yeah. It makes it nicer? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, I'll try, I will try that next time. <laughs> Hashtag cookery tips yeah, with I, Danielle. I have got nutmeg. Um, 
Yeah, grate some nutmeg. Don't people smoke that like as a drug substitute? I, I wouldn't know. <laughs> the people do that because they think it can get you high if you... Um, nutmeg? Smoke nutmeg, yeah. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Have you been hanging out with the animals of Farvin Wood? <laughs> no, I'd like to. <laughs> I'd like to have like an animated fox following me around. Um, yeah, so he, he face down, face plants right into the mashed potato. Don't understand why. I guess he's just caught up in the whole he's delirious. romance of uh, having food again. Yeah, and then he pours uh, gravy over his head. It's like, gravy's <laughs> hot. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, and he does that just as <laughs> just as uh, Lister walk, walks in. Um, so not too good. Um, but yeah, so then he admits to uh, Lister that he has gone temporarily insane um and he will start tomorrow um doing uh, all the exercise stuff but instead of doing that he uh lasers around in the hot tub yeah and he's reading muscle women which i found <laughs> really bizarre what's wrong with that well he's never come across so- as someone who's been really into muscly women this is this is new well do you know what like weirdly <laughs> like I've been watching a lot of UFC recently. Do you ever watch UFC? No, but I, I know of it. Yeah. Because obviously there was, a, uh, there was a big fight at the weekend. Ronda yeah, Rousey. Exactly. Who, she's not technically a muscle woman. Um, she's not... Uh, I mean, she, she's only... She's it's fighting seven. more than bodybuilding, isn't it? It's like yeah. mixed martial arts, basically. Yeah. But she, she mostly does judo. Um, she's probably the most famous sports star, even though she fails the most famous sports star around at the moment. Mm. She's got loads of films coming up as well. Um, but she is a complete megastar, and I can see... But she's not a very nice person, by all accounts. Uh, it's she, she, lo- she loves herself, and she says she can't be beaten and stuff, and obviously she has been. But people don't realise the fact she's been beaten now makes... When they make a film of Ronda Rousey, which they definitely will, it's made her film ten times better, because it's got it's got her pride and stuff, and and um, thinking you can't be beaten, and then she gets beaten. And that's that's like... The, the the second um, act of the film and then the third act of the film is her coming back from that and, and the winning the rematch because their next match is the re- rematch of, of that match okay um, it's, you, sh- it, you might not like UFC watch that round Ronda Rousey home home match and it's brilliant it's so good the build up is it's great it's I'll so take your word yeah no it. honestly it's good UFC is brilliant um, okay so yeah, so muscle women are cool in my book. If you're a, if you're a muscly woman out there, um, <laughs> give Jed a, Jed a call. <laughs> yeah. um, hit I'm him up on Twitter. I'm not. I'm not. Not, really not literally. <laughs> yeah, don't hit me, please. <laughs> well, my my wrist has really hurt, hurt hurt me from sports. Hello. <laughs> from sports. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So he's yeah reading Muscle Woman magazine and he's uh, uh, basically just abusing uh, Lister's body. So well, a spy. Isn't really abusing. Yeah, but he's not really. He's having a jacuzzi, you know. He might have had a sauna, steam room, that loses weight, you know. I guess so. He gets all toxins and stuff. Doesn't he have like beer and stuff there? I can't remember. Does he have food around the edges? I can't remember. But yeah. I mean, but he should be spending that time in the gym where you can also swim, building up some of those. True, true. Core body stuff. And uh, he needs to do some burpees. Yeah, all that kind of stuff. Um, and yeah, he, and he's also uh, smoking cigars, and he's really not taking care of of Lister. Um, but, but as you know, that this is a um, Red Dwarf is a comedy, so you kind of expected something to go wrong. Yeah. Um, maybe not quite to that to that extreme. Um, and this is uh, the uh, 
threatened. Then we see Cat, um, and he, for some reason, has hasn't really been in this episode. He doesn't really know what's going on. So he kind of sees uh, he sees a uh, Lister <laughs> in the corridor wearing Rimmer's clothes, and he says, "Why are you wearing that snake head of Rimmer's clothes?" Is that a good accent? Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, and um, and that was one of the only times in Red Dwarf he mentions the word Rimmer as well. Uh, I think it's three times he mentions Rimmer, and, and this episode is one of them. Um, and uh, Rimmer, because he now has a body, <laughs> and he p- probably hates Cat um, from the last couple of ep- uh, series, punches, uses Lister's body to punch Cat straight in the face, um, which is kind of unusual i think mm. it's not a kind of a red wolf thing to do for them to actually physically fight no, each other no no um, a bit violent yeah but i mean season three is the season where you start hearing mild swearing and uh, and more violence basically um but yeah and then and then straight away in the next scene we see cat uh playing scrabble um and he's come up with a word because because uh lister isn't really taking advantage of being a hologram now he's not really exploring or anything he's just sitting there being bored and and playing playing scrabble with a uh, cat um and uh cat makes a word called just as a quick <laughs> i don't know how to say it. can you say it no just as quick and he says that's that's not a word and cat says yeah it is a word it's this it's the sounds you make when you get your sexual organs trapped and uh and he says is it in the dictionary yeah it is if you slam it too hard on your genitals um, it's a very gentle based episode this <laughs> I, I find um yeah and then we basically see uh after a, a few days of lister being this hologram um and uh, he basically wants his body back because he's sick of how rimmer is treating his body so he just uh, he just wants his body back essentially um if you saw if we saw bodies yeah. um which could happen. Which could happen. Like, it could be a Freaky Friday situation where yep. they swap bodies. Yep. I, well, have you seen both Freaky Fridays? Like the I have. Well, what's your favourite? The Jodie Foster one or the... Um, what's her name one? Lindsay, Lindsay Lohan. Lohan. I actually quite like the Lindsay Lohan one. Lindsay Lohan's it's Disney fun. stuff is great. It's fun. Yeah. Would you prefer that to the Jodie Foster one? I do, yeah. N- in no way do I prefer... The Jodie Foster one is the best because Jodie Foster is the best... One of the best actors, actresses of all time. My dad's a big fan of uh, Jodie Foster. She's everything she's in. She just makes. She does loads of rubbish films, like late seventies, early eighties. But she makes them better because she's in it. Yeah, she was also in Bugsy Malone. Bugsy Malone, yeah, the same year that she did um, a Little Girl Down the Lane. Have you seen that? Horror I film? haven't. No, oh, no, it's, it's on Netflix. I've s- definitely watched yeah. it. It is okay. It's surprising that film how good it is. Okay. Um, and how scary she is in it as well. Don't no, don't give any spoilers away. Oh, it's no spoilers. Even look at the, the, the cover on Netflix. She's scary on that. Um, but it's, it's such a good film. That. Um, and yeah, so uh, uh, Lister wants his body back. And he... Um, but Rimmer says, give me one more chance. Give me one more chance. So that night, um, they were both sleeping in their bunks. And then Lister, in Rimmer's body, sees a light on in the top bunk. And it's <laughs> seeing silhouettes <laughs> of Rimmer... Just picking out, basically, just eating all the food. I'm sure he has had, un- had enough food by now. Surely the novelty <laughs> will wear off, but obviously not. No. He's pigging out. He's got his food all over the place. Um, and uh, says that's enough. And he gets Crichton to swap their bodies back. Um, and when he get, does get his body back, Lister kind of 
feels all the effects of what Rim has done to him yeah. and it's it's not so good. Like he's, he's put on weight. Put on weight. Was it two stone he said? I don't know. I remember he's saying he's got big boobs. He's got yeah, <laughs> giving him a cleavage. <laughs> <laughs> and he's also got um his lungs that smoke feels like they've they're full of smoke and falling apart. So it makes me think that actually Lister must have had a pretty decent diet before if he, well, he wasn't that porky <laughs> to start no. with i think i mean i don't know if you've seen the, this photos from the from the new series of red dwarf but he's put on so much weight oh, i haven't no it looks it looks like he's eating his little brother or something oh mean who's in the next episode time slide did you know that no oh as playing his young as yeah. the young self <laughs> amazing i didn't know that Emil, what yeah, an yeah. Awesome, awesome fact <laughs> i think everyone knows it but um yeah um, yeah. Anyway, so um, yeah, he's he's really big now. Um, but yeah, in this episode, because he, he takes his shirt, off, he takes his shirt off quite a lot. <laughs> well, that has an effect fine. on you. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, I nearly just spilled over a drink thinking of uh, Lister with his shirt off. off. Yeah, because um, uh, Rim obviously tried to get away with it by, by wearing a girdle the whole time. Um, to <laughs> a girdle. Yeah. To <laughs> Where did they find a girdle on the ship? I don't know. Can you get girdles in? I don't know. Um, like um, there's, there's that banks these days. Yeah, the Kardashians are sort of yeah. launch launch them into. Uh, Was well, that that craze of girls wearing like corsets all the time that trains your body? Is it called? Oh yeah, Wa- waist w- training. Yeah, that's the Kardashian thing as oh, well. Oh, is it really? Yeah, they they promote that. Tiny, as well. tiny like wasp waist. Yeah, no, I no, it doesn't doesn't sound. Because it looks weird or no. aliens. It looks horrible. Yeah. Um. But then again, what do I know? Um, so yeah, um, he gets his body back. His body is a right mess, um, even worse than before, if that's uh, if that's possible. Um, and Rimmer is uh, is not too apologetic about it. Um, but that night, he manages to uh, persuade Crichton to basically kidnap Lister's body, to chloroform him, um, without his con- consent. But he does tell. Crichton, that he does have his, co- he does have Lister's consent, and they take his body, and they swap uh, minds again, and which you could see coming. But I thought, still thought, it was pretty funny. Well, this reminded me of the whole like uh, Rimmer like raping the Von Macruder. Or, like, well, I thought, <laughs> yeah, getting getting chloroforming people yeah. and like he, he, he dipped into his supply. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Holy cow! Like, and like. Like you and Billy, like just just love Rimmer. He's got some serious like cons in the in the, in the pro and cons yeah, list. <laughs> like nobody's perfect. Nobody's <laughs> perfect. Um, I guess, but man, Rimmer, what's what are you doing? Um, so yeah, he chloroforms uh, Lister, and uh, they take him and they swap brains again. Um, so Rimmer then, <laughs> because he knows that Lister will want his body back, uh, Rimmer flees with Lister's body. Uh, inside Lister's body um, in Starbug and he basically shoots out into space away from Red Dwarf and I guess his plan is to leave Red Dwarf forever and just well no he says he's going to come back in a month oh is that we- oh yeah he yeah. does say yeah he just he, wants he, to he wants to be alone with his crate of donuts which <laughs> yeah. I thought was awesome Massive I would totally take crate a crate of donuts with me Oh, they did look nice, didn't they? Yeah, oh, I'm I not really a big fan of donuts especially with cream not a, a fan of cream it's a bit too cakey for you well, if they're like normal... Jed doesn't like donuts, cake. I don't like cake. Yeah, I don't like the consistency of sponge, to be quite honest. Freak. Yeah. Well, you don't like eggs. Mm. They're both... I, I don't think not liking cake has been a fussy eater, but I do think 
not liking eggs is being a fussy eater. We'll agree to disagree. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so he has a crate of uh, donutty cakes, cream cakes, um, and yeah, he's just escaped into the into the into deep space. Um, and the others give chase, um, and they are in white midget, blue midget. I thought they were white midget. No, I know. I can see where you got confused because I'm sure they said let's take white midget they said let's take white midget but white midget doesn't exist but it was a mistake isn't it your fault uh, it was a mistake by Crichton because they used an earlier version of the script or something okay something like okay um, actually maybe there is white midget but I don't think they took white midget they took blue midget um, and yeah so they're, they're chasing after Rimmer him with his donuts cakey donuts um, and they, uh, Rimmer appears on screen in Lester's body. It's quite hard to like know what to call them because do you call them Lester or Rimmer? <laughs> yeah. and, um, so Rimmer in Lester's body appears on their screen and puts a gun to his own head and threatens to kill himself. He says, um, "He's uh, he's a man on the edge. Yeah, if he doesn't get his own he, way, he's he's had way too much sugar." Yeah, but threatening to commit suicide just because you're not getting your own way. That is the kind of thing that girls do on, on Instagram. Oh, <laughs> hang on a minute. Here. Okay. Antwer. I go a little bit crazy sometimes <laughs> when I have too much sugar, but I've never gone that far. I need to show you my Instagram, the people I've got on my Instagram. Okay. Some of them are normal, like 5 I'm me. Yeah, you're normal. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, but <laughs> and there having the time of his life, like spinning around, uh, listening to classical music, and uh, he's making Starbucks jerk all over all, all over the place. Um, and yeah, these donuts in a crate. I'm not sure that's the best way to store donuts open inside a crate because there's cream coming out of the donuts. It's no, even more disgusting. They weren't, there wasn't cream, was there? There was cream all over those donuts. Oh, yeah, okay. they were like crisp, crispy I, cream. I don't like. Exposed. I don't like the creamy ones. Oh, no, no this, this looks horrible. Um, yeah, he and then yeah, basically he again threatens to kill himself. And Cat says he's bluffing, and he also says it's gastro. See, I've written this down. Uh, he says. It's gastronomic terrorism. <laughs> gastronomic terrorism. Is he referring to his food? Yes. What, what, what's what's terri- what's terrifying about the donuts besides the fact that they they look like cakes? I th- um, I think it's terrorism because he's threatening violence because of the food and the cakes. Oh, I get you now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I can I can see why. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and then uh, Rimmer in his in his in this body um in his attempt to escape, he isn't really looking where he's going properly, and he kind of sees uh well, there's a rocky type meteor type planet type thing, and um he gets really close to the kind of jagged rocks, and uh, Lister and Quite uh, cat basically say, "Ah, oh, we." gotta stop or we're gonna crash and they abandon the chase and uh blue midget basically holds back a bit and uh starbug they see starbug crash into the rocks onto this planet and kind of get pushed into the ground and covered in dirt and uh yeah it doesn't look too good for for lister's body at this point um and uh what i thought about this this particular scene is I don't know if it's just the Netflix version, if it's remastered, but I thought that looked really good. Yeah, it did. We've it did look some, good. We've seen some bad spaceship stuff in, in, in previous episodes. I, I thought that it was better than Prometheus. <laughs> <laughs> Very similar to Prometheus, actually. <laughs> I mean, the special effects in this were superior than 
Prometheus. To Prometheus. Well, even that bit where that the ship has fallen in in uh, at like a at twelve o'clock and she's running in a straight line. Line, yeah. And even if she like moved step. to the yeah, yeah. step to the left and she wouldn't be hurt. Yeah. Uh, actually, no, I, I quite like Prometheus. People people slate it, but I, I I like it. I didn't mind it. I quite liked it when I went to see it on the IMAX and I I I defended it and then I bought the Blu-ray and watched it again. For oh no, this is bad. This is really bad. <laughs> can't hide behind the IMAX. No, you can't. But it must have been quite good because I mean, I mean, some of the scenes in there were brilliant. I I, I love uh, actually the last. 20 minutes of that film's brilliant, I thought. Oh, no. I don't Do you not like it? No, I think that's when it falls apart. Are you looking forward to the next one? Uh, I don't know. I'm looking forward to... I it's called Alien Covenant yeah. now. It was called Alien Paradise Lost, but they've changed it to Alien I Covenant. I thought the best bit about Prometheus, without turning this into Prometheus it's podcast... It's still sci-fi spacey stuff. ...is um, Michael Fassbender and his character. It's brilliant, yeah. Yeah, really, really good. Um, I'm not quite sure how they're going to work him into the next one without giving too much spoilers away oh, if you haven't seen it. Because at the end... Yeah, they can yeah, yeah. without giving anything yeah, away. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it'd be quite interesting to see how they do it. Yeah. I think they have to. And, and Numi Numi Rapace. Is that name? Yeah. Numi Rapace. They all say Rumi Rapace. Um, yeah, so the, the spaceship's crashed and um, Lister basically says, what's the smegging, smegsy, smegging dumb? He smegging killed me. Um, and... Uh, they find out uh, Blue Midget docks with a wrecked Starbug and Rimmer appears in the cockpit um, in Lister's body and he doesn't look too good and he, <laughs> he says, you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna hate me. Um, and he shows the fact that one of his arms has been, his yeah. left arm's been cut off. <laughs> um, but he didn't look like he was suffering in too much pain. <laughs> no, he was laughing. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But then we find out he was just joking. He was just being a bit of a smeghead. Yeah. We could see that <laughs> coming. <laughs> yeah, you kind of, but it wasn't the best kind of attempt to hide his other arm. Um, and uh, yeah, and he kind of faints. Lisa doesn't find this um, hilarious in the slightest, of course. But this is the bit where you say, Cat and Crichton. They turn to each other and laugh. Yeah, they so there so the action's happening and then on a separate frame they turn to each other with the same facial expression. The their mouths open exactly the same time. They don't say a word to each other. They just laugh, l- yeah. Look into each other's face. And it's also it's almost like a mirror. No, I think it's they're interacting with each other. But with the exact same face. Crichton was doing Oh, sorry, Cat was doing... Well, they're both laughing, so they would have no, the same not, face. No, they're not, though. Cat is doing a Crichton face. You know when Crichton like, has his mouth wide open, kind of laughs? But I laugh like that. You, you, you <laughs> I, go, I go, ah! Yeah, I guess so. But, um, yeah, again, they didn't speak to each other, though, did they? Um, no, but there was interaction. Yeah, but there was in, it was in interaction on other episodes Yeah, exactly, as well. because they're not the same person. But is there interaction when there's someone else in the shot? <laughs> I don't know. So again, another episode where they don't speak to each other. Guys, can you tweet Jen and tell him <laughs> how ridiculous we're this to, is? We're up to episode <laughs> 16 now and they've never spoken to each other. Um, okay. So yeah, and uh, uh, we see kind of like a um, um, an epilogue to, the, to this episode where um, the back aboard Red Dwarf and uh, Rimmer walks into the quarters um, Look at well, they ask him, it looks like you, you've seen a ghost. And Lister has the Sorry, um, Rimmer has the <laughs> Lister has the weirdest expression on his face. I oh, know, no, Cat. 
explain this to me. I'm getting confused with Okay, so basically, um, Rima has swapped with Kat now. Yeah. So, <laughs> so it's, R- it's Rima's hologrammatic body, but the facial expression of Kat. And uh, again, I'm not sure Rima's acting, Chris Barry's acting skills is the best when he's doing this. Um, and he says... Uh, He's basically ha- having a cat face, and the uh, cat walks in very nonchalant. Nonchalant. <laughs> I can never <laughs> say it. And he says, "Oh, it's only for a few days." And he just uh, pigs into her and face plants into like some more food. Amazing. Um, yeah, and I, I guess that's it. And so scene. Yeah, and scene. <laughs> and uh, again, this is one of the few episodes. Um, this, this is a positive for this episode where there's a proper ending. It's, yeah. a, it's a start, there's a it middle. It's funny. And there's an I ending. really enjoyed it. it, it well, talking about it out loud, it, I guess it is funny. Um, it is, uh, yeah, it's not too bad. But there's a lot of things that I don't like about this episode. Like, I, well, besides the, the, the lip syncing, I don't think they found yet anything for Crichton and Cat to do. Whereas when you, uh, the start of season three, you thought, oh, okay, Cat's good in, in backwards. Um, and in Marooned, they didn't have anything to do. Um, Polymorph, they had a little bit to do. Cat had a bit more to do. They're very much still with the supporting actors. Yeah. 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 But I don't necessarily think that's terrible because I think that Rima and Lister are strong enough characters that we have enough fun watching I know, them. But when you have a character like Cat and like. I I think probably Cat is is my favourite character uh, overall. Um, yeah, I love Cat too. And he gets lo- he gets loads more to do in like in later yeah, seasons. Yeah, yeah. But now uh, he's just really wasted. The guy's a cat. He he's, he he can do cat stuff. It's really cool. And he gets to use like his his sense of smell later on, where he can he can smell like meteorites and other ships coming in space. It's it's really cool. But not in this episode. He doesn't really have anything to do. Because he's the same person as Crate. No. <laughs> um, yeah, so um, that was kind of a cool episode. And uh, we'll come on now to, Smeg- to the Smegheads charts. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, actually, no, no. First of all, let's see what the people on the Red Dwarf Forum okay. thought of Body Swap. Oh, I'd be interested to hear yeah. this, whether they, they support me or... Uh... <laughs> well, I think they all do support <laughs> you, Daniela, just in general. But first of all, we've got uh, Stratastic, who says, uh, in Body Swap, it's one of his favourite opening scenes in Red Dwarf with a hilarious payoff. Which yeah. is Yeah, I, can, I agree with you there. Really the, good. the whole crispy uh, milkshake thing uh, is good. And uh, the Midnight Rider, Harry, um, agrees. Um, he says a bit more in a bit. Um, but Simon, he says... Not the best, in my opinion, but I did enjoy it. I've never really understood the bit where Lister Rimmer face plants into mashed potatoes and pours gravy over the back of his head. However, however much I've enjoyed a meal or been looking forward to it, I've never been tempted to pour sauce over myself. Have you mm. ever been had food so good you wanted to pour gravy over yourself, Daniela? I'm trying to think. Or have you ever Probably been in a food fight? I haven't, no. I've been in Come a... Um, oh, what's a pie? Is it a pie fight? Yeah, yeah. Not an actual pie, but the squirty kind yeah, yeah, of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I ha- we <laughs> had one... I c- oh, gosh. I think in probably when I was about seven or eight, we, we had uh, one in the garden, a fight, pie fight. My mum went okay. and bought the the you know the disposable plates and we nice. got a big group of us together and we just had i don't know ten, ten, yeah 10 wow. minutes so we were just running around the garden and it was so much fun 
I want to do it again. <laughs> I've never been in a food fight. I um I once threw loads of rotten f- rotten fruits over off a roof onto like the general public when I was little because I was deviant. I, I was I was yeah I was a complete mischievous child. I so, bet you but, were. But these these fruit were like just rotten. There was like Aww, basically like twenty dead. avocados, loads of bananas. <laughs> And just throwing it off like my friend's roof onto like the passing public and no, uh, I've never done that. Watching them get angry at us. Oh man, the half of the stuff I got up to. But yeah, I did some bad stuff when I was a kid. Um <laughs> what else uh, does the board say? So uh yeah, the Midnight Rider Harry says one of my favourite moments is when Cat drops the cassette of Liz's brain yeah, to his I cup like of tea. Too. Uh Daniel is in definite agreement of it. Um and Jason the Dragon says he loves the just a quick bits. Um <laughs> He says it doesn't really have much to say about the episode, but he does love it. It's more of a sci-fi episode than comedy. Which yeah, is true, I yeah. agree with that. Um, and I prefer the comedy episodes always. And Slain Monkey um, says, Body Swap at times for me felt the most series one and two-ish of series okay. three. I don't agree with that. I It's a lot more action than one yeah. and two, I'd say. Uh, some of the bunk dialogue before the swap itself are very reminiscent of the show's earliest days. Maybe that did, yeah. yeah the bunk stuff. Um, I like Body Swap, but it's held back uh, but it is held back but how unconvincingly it, it handled its core idea I mean the dubbing is kind of dodgy to the point where I found it distracting yeah, at times it's st- and he's still like yeah the dubbing is not great yeah. but again it was the, it's still the late still 80s so there's just the scene where Rimmer gets gets in gets in his spaceship with his crate of donuts yeah, for me exactly. so I'll be back in a month I, I love that <laughs> that's so funny <laughs> that is true um, we've got some more stuff about body swap um, DJ McBell says um Body Swap, like Polymorph, is another episode which every sci-fi has to have, people swapping bodies. The main difference, though, is that it's not an accident, but instead an arrangement for Rimmer to improve yeah, Lister. that's true. Good point, yeah. And he says there's not a huge amount of standout humour in this episode, though I do love the start when Rimmer accidentally sets off the self-destruct, then attempts to stop it and instead makes it go faster. I do like that bit, too. But the chase scene is fantastic, something yeah, butchered in the remastered good. edition. And I think on Netflix is the remastered edition because okay. there is a lot more to that chase scene um, where they go through tunnels and stuff. Mm. Um, but yeah, Netflix kind of messed up all of, all of it. Um, Sacrilege. Uh, yeah. And he said the best bits are Rimmer, now with a body, finally has an outlet for all his pe- pent-up frustration. He's able to gorge himself <laughs> in every possible way. <laughs> and it was fun to see him in a chase sequence clutching a y- bun yeah it was, it was really <laughs> funny bun, yeah. oh yeah i love rumor he, i know he's so funny <laughs> so yeah thanks uh and if you if you want to contribute to that section go and join uh reddwolf.co.uk the uh, forum and in the red dwarf on tv bit um there's a there's a thing called red dwarf three uh, opinions or something i can't remember i started it but i can't remember what it's called but go post your opinions about future episodes of red dwarf and i will uh read out your comments um on to the exciting bit which is the smegheads chart daniela woo. Woo, woo, woo. and um straight away I- i've got a feeling that you 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 like this episode yeah quite a lot more than me yeah i think so, so i think it's gonna be one of the first times where we're gonna have a real uh, struggle to kind of agree on on something, but we'll, we'll see. Tr- yeah, we'll, we'll we'll try and uh, and figure it out. Okay, so the Smegheads charts. Let, let's see what the top five is at the moment. At the moment, Smegheads chart is number one's Polymorph. Number two is Backwards. Number three, Thanks for the Memory. Number four is Marooned. Number five is Better Than Life. 
So um, just in case, let's go down a bit further. No, no, we can number there. Six stay is there. <laughs> number stay six there. is Stasis League. Number seven's Quig. Uh, number eight's Parallel Universe. Number nine's Confidence and Paranoia. And number ten's Crichton. So, Daniela, just in general, where do you think Body Swap sits? I think it pushes Marooned down. I think it's better than Marooned. I disagree. Okay. I think Body Swap should definitely 100% be out of the top five. Yeah. Um, okay. Because if you think so, number five at the moment is better than life. Yeah. And better than life is brilliant. And there's no way that Body Swap is better, <laughs> okay. than, better than life. Okay. So then you've got below that Stasis Leak. Okay, it's definitely better than Stasis Leak. But then we've got number seven, we've got Quig. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you think Body Swap's better than Quig? Yeah, I do. I don't think Quig is. People love Quig and Body Swap being higher than Quig. I, I personally would put it just below Quig at eight. Oh. Well, what, what would you say? You would say I'd put it in at number four, but I'd I I'll I'll put it down a bit low if you want, but I wouldn't put it at number eight. I think that's that's too low. I'd like I could come okay. the halfway. So if I think it's fourth and you think it's eight, we should meet in the middle. So you think it would be, be sixth. sixth? Okay. Okay. Right, okay. So <laughs> <laughs> That's compromise. Yeah, it's, it's, a, compromise. it's a compromise. Yeah. This Smekhead's charts is it's like the most controversial thing of I all know, time. I know, it's uh, going to be end of our friendship. <laughs> yeah, I know. So, uh, it's gonna, so from now on, it's going to be number one's Polymorph, number two's Backwards, number three, Thanks to the Memory, number four, Marooned, number five, Better Than Life, number six, Body Swap, number seven, Stasis Leak, number eight, Quig. You looked pained as you read that out. It's painful, yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I think because we are coming from at this from different angles, and we've got different opinions about things. It's good because uh, I mean, on you see, read some charts on on like some websites and stuff, um, not just Red Dwarf ones, just charts in general, and they're by maybe just one person or there's a specific agenda behind it. But this is just this is real life differing opinions. Oh yeah, exactly. So, so are we actually collectively saying that Body Swap is better than Creek? Yeah, because we agreed to compromise oh and meet in the middle. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to hear first, guys. Body swap is I'm going to get Krug. hate mail now, aren't I? <laughs> um, yeah, so that is the most controversial Smegheads <laughs> chart Today, possibly get. So uh, thanks very much, Daniela. Uh, where, if they wanted to find you and argue at you for Daniela putting body swap oh. above... Quig. You can send me all your abuse at Daniela with one L Phillips on Twitter. And also all your love to Daniela with one L Phillips <laughs> on Twitter. Yeah. Um, because, um, if you agree with me, you know, give me a shout out. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you can reach me at, at Jed Shepherd, J E D S H E P H E R D, on Twitter or on Instagram. And Daniela is Daniela Monica Phillips on Instagram. Yeah, my Instagram's pretty boring though. Yeah, yeah. Just I pictures mean, of food and fluffy animals. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, everyone's no, no, no boring. pictures of me in bikini going. Gosh, look how fat I am! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh like, my god! Yeah, or like <laughs> new <laughs> lipstick guys, and it's just like a hashtag girdle. <laughs> ah, and Ronda Rousey, if you're out there and you've uh, taken a break from UFC, get in touch, mate. Get in touch. Yeah, come be a guest. Uh, Prove uh, me wrong. Prove how much of a nice person you are. She Ronda Rousey is lovely. Oh, okay. You what? Wh watch some YouTube videos of her. She's she's lovely. And one thing, good thing about Ronda Rousey is she used to be a moderator on a Pokemon forum. 
<laughs> Amazing fact. I love it. And like when she goes and does like public speaking stuff, she wears a Dragon Ball Z t-shirt and yes, she's she's cool as. Okay. I love Andre Um yeah, so you can find me on um uh, postpoprecords.com. Oh yeah, I just had a um a, a new album out by a band called Muddle Village. Buy that. It's really cool. It's called Healing Center. Just do that. Um or you can check out the show notes. I always forget to say the show notes. It's at postpop podcast i love the show notes i always read the show notes yeah they're good they're nice funny and stuff and you get to see videos of us and pictures of us and funny videos of about red dwarf fn on the internet it's pretty awesome and um yeah so that's at postpoppodcast.com slash smegheads or if you're on itunes there's a little website link um next to the the page on itunes as well you can click take you straight there a lot of people stream us direct from the website which is fair enough to do but i'd rather you stream it from itunes um because it helps us out more uh yeah so subscribe and leave us reviews good reviews um and uh yeah go on and give us some some good ratings if you feel like it if 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 you think we're rubbish i'd rather you tell us on twitter or something rather than <laughs> tell like us to our faces <laughs> yeah <laughs> be sneaky behind our backs um but yeah thanks again to everyone for listening i know you, people listen from all over the world australia japan america wow, and stuff really appreciate it yeah really really appreciate it and the exciting thing is next week myself and daniela are going to the filming of red dwarf woo! Woo, woo, woo. and we'll be doing a special sh- i don't know how it's going to work i'm going to basically bring a recorder along with us <laughs> and we're going to record ourselves on the way to the get really recording. excited yeah on the train yeah. i might i might do some train facts for yeah, you train facts on the train <laughs> and then also our thoughts about the episode on the way back on public transport so the sound's not going to be great but it's going to be an exciting episode because we'll be out in the wild out in two weeks time that will be out in two weeks time yeah um or it might be a really short episode so it might make it a mini episode or something because okay it could be only be 20 minutes long depending on what we've got to say yeah not not much probably (laughs) or just rubbish um, yeah um so uh, hopefully if if any of you guys are at the filming on november 27th and you see myself and daniela there come say hi say hello genuinely come say hi because um we don't really get to meet um anyone who's (laughs) listening to it besides all those train engineers we give good hugs but yeah (laughs) thanks again for listening to this episode next episode is time slides looking forward to that so I'll see you later, Smegheads. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Smegheads, the Red Dwarf podcast. Smegheads is a production of Ghost Pop, and you can check out the show notes and other stuff at ghostpoppodcasts.com slash smegheads. Don't forget to subscribe and tell your friends. See you later, Smegheads.